What's up, everybody? Another week here in West End Cigars in the Numbers Lounge. I'm Aaron. This is Mark. And I am Doug. Woo-hoo-hoo. Look who's in the chair again. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. <laughs> I like sitting with you guys. I yeah. feel important. Well, you are important, and we love having you here. Yeah, yeah. And especially because we're all enjoying a cigar, and we don't have to enjoy it on the bad side we don't have to enjoy it being pissed off yes yeah, so this week we're smoking the pissed off Kristoff, um and which our house rule is um you know if you're a sports team you have a sports fan more than likely and if they lose in a bad sort of way you're pissed off our house rule is you lose you got to smoke one of these so this is one of those ones where i really really enjoy the cigar i never want to smoke it right right that's funny they got several different sizes on this cigar so you know, if you're really, really pissed off, yeah, they got one. It's you called the, the extremely you the pissed off. You got the little, and then, yeah, <laughs> and, and if you're just slightly ticked off about something, you can smoke the little pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's one that we all like, and we'll uh, dive into the yep. sizing and blend and all that good jazz yep. coming up. But uh, got Doug in the chair because we have a, a Christoph event uh, coming up uh, the day this drops out on the uh, 21st of yep. February, and we're actually going to have. Kind of a big wig this from a a Christoph yeah. in, in, here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everybody come out, join us. Jared Trudeau, Vice President of Sales for Christoph, is going to be here along with our Christoph representative, Guillermo mm-hmm. Alvarez. So y'all be sure and come out, see those guys. It's going to be a good time. And many of you have had Glenn Case cigar called the GC Series. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Jared is getting his own cigar. It's going to be called the JT. He's going to be here. We're going to unveil this cigar in the state of Arkansas. So y'all come out, be one of the first ones in the state to smoke this cigar. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm, is there any word on what it is, or we is has there been any news, or or am what? I just totally blind? No, it's a it's a some type of all I can tell you. I don't know much about it. Some type of Habano wrapper is okay. about all I know, and it's probably. From the sounds of it, it's going to be like a medium full. Cool. I mean, yeah, it sounds awesome. You think it'll light on fire? It will light on fire (laughs) and it will smoke and and I will enjoy it. So so it's in Mark's realm of cigars he'll have. That's right. Yeah. Seems like it'd be on the cigars Mark Mark likes list. Mike. (laughs) Mark, Mike, Mike, thank you. Hey, Mike. (laughs) So Mark, Mark, just uh, he's kind of like me. Uh, you just yeah. like cigars, dude. Yeah, I do like cigars. Yeah, me too, man. Sort of unapologetic. <laughs> That's uh, you and I have a long uh, history of talking about cigars, and I think you and I have the one key ingredient, which is they light on fire. We just started on these cigars, and uh, what are you getting so far out of it? Um, I, I am getting uh, some cocoa. Uh, I'm getting a good bit of leather. Is it cocoa? Yeah, it's cocoa okay. for sure, Doug. I like uh, that. Uh, I'm getting, uh, I, as I always do with uh, the Christophs, I get a lot of leather. That's the uh, one of the predominant flavors I get. I get a lot of, uh, I get cocoa uh, uh, out of it uh, and earth, uh, yeah. or, or as I refer to it, because I'm not high flute like Aaron, uh, <laughs> umami. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wouldn't, you be the, wouldn't you be the high flute if you're using that word, though? Yeah, dirt. Yeah. I'm getting dirt. Yeah. Um, I tell you the other thing with these Christophs is uh, what I'm what I am getting predominantly out of this cigar is a uh, an s ton of smoke. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, we we are going to smoke out the the uh, the back lounge tonight because we're all chiefing on these. But what I really like about this is the wrapper. I, I love wrappers 
that have a nice toothiness to it. Yeah. But you you get a lot of that with that Mexican San Andreas. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, this is going to be like the third week in a row we're smoking a cigar with a Mexican. I love Mexican wrappers. And we were just talking Absolutely. about that because we, we recorded with Steve last night. And we're just talking about how much the San Andreas wrapper has just, I mean, jumped. So everybody's high up on it. everybody's. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. Well, Doug, you're old enough to remember the Mexican when we first started smoking. Mexican was a dirty word. Yeah, like the like those the old Teomos. Yeah. yeah, I was I was telling them that, and of course they had glassy eyes because they don't remember. <laughs> well, and, and I don't know if that's one. because the the old Teomos had uh, maybe was that the whole cigar was that all yeah, it was Mexican? All, it was a bad cigar. I'm it not, was not, I'm not good. Saying it was not good. Cigar. I, I smoked my share of those. I did too. And uh, but you know, on a I had to really I gotta have sure a cigar. What do you have? To you almost give me one. Give me. Yeah, I'd like two of those. They um they they had a um they had a bitterness that I did really. Mm-hmm. It was it was leather gone wild. Well, there's no bitterness in this pissed off. I can tell you no, that it's a it, it um. Pissed offs are not subtle cigars. They're they're big ring gauges in general. Although we were talking about that, they're starting to get into some of the smaller ring gauges. Yeah. This is a robusto. And it's like um, it's like a tree, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I've I've been smoking Christophs for for a while, like ten or fifteen years. We we brought this is one of the early cigars we were a big seller of in Springfield, and uh, these things really good construction, mm-hmm. really nice burn. These are long burning cigars. I mean these, yeah. these don't yeah. these the, you know these aren't a fifteen minute smoke. No, they're great, and I was so happy when we brought them in yeah, two or three too. years ago because yeah. I've been smoking them since like yeah, because you were 2010 or you were super excited when we got these yeah in. because when I used to travel to Texas for work, uh, I'd be around the Lubbock area. Yeah, Texas and, is a big place, for and I could always find the Kristoff, and that's where I started smoking them. So then I started seeking them out everywhere else I went. But no, good cigars. This cigar is awesome. I agree, Mark. It is cocoa-y. it is earthy, which you might as well just call that dirty chocolate. <laughs> and now, 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 the other day you said you're going to stop using the word dirty chocolate. Yeah, but it's kind of now cool. <laughs> when we make the straight edge, you know, cut cigar eventually. Um, so, we're, I mean, we're going to have to have that flavor of dirty chocolate. So, are you fine with that? I'm fine. Okay. Use it. <laughs> so, and I would like to tell anybody out there that reviews cigar, you are welcome to use the term dirty chocolate. Dirty chocolate. <laughs> Were you so excited that you jumped on a chair and thrusted your hips out like Aaron did? Hey, I'll tell you what. That's Well, we'll get into Aaron jumping on chairs and doing hip thrusts later. But, uh, I just wonder what kind of control you as the manager of West End Little Rock have when your employees are jumping on chairs. It happened so fast, I had no control. Hey, I'm big for – I mean, I'm quick for my size, right? Yeah, uh, he came running in the room and – I thought, well, he's just gonna. He's happy, and not next thing I knew, I thought he was going through the plate glass window. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was happy. Man, golly, Aaron, it was we'll, great. We'll y'all, y'all don't know, I was sitting in the chair next to where he was doing this. <laughs> we'll so get, he was really doing it. We'll get, at you. we'll get to this. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll dive it. We'll talk about that story in a bit. <laughs> okay. But uh, how's, uh, how's life been going? And as you know, the, the head, the head wheel. At uh, Little Rock, it's you, going good. You're, you're, you're what three months in, I guess. Mm, yeah, let's see. Because you're you were about a month in October, November, on. something like that. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's going well. Uh, I'm getting more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, getting into this role, feeling more comfortable. Um, I'm more loose now. I think for a while there, I might have been a little uptight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe was I? <laughs> <laughs> I? You know, but that was just me trying to get all my ducks in a row. No. And uh, I think I've got just about all those ducks lined up now. So yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, we got. I mean, heck, we're even getting a new like like a drink fountain kind of thing now. Yeah, under, we're, get, we're under getting, your watch. I mean, that's right. We moving uh, on up. We uh, renovated the bathroom and mm-hmm. bathroom's nice. Right, we're getting a new. Uh, uh, refrigerator for our sodas. Yeah, we're talking about new cigars we want to start maybe carrying. In yeah, the, in the, and uh, we're already got it. We recently brought in a couple of new lines of cigars. Which, there. by the way, that one, man, people have been been liking those crooks. So you had one last night. I did you one, like it? I had one. I, I really did. I um, The only one I haven't had yet is Bull and Bear. Right. Um, I probably sold close to a dozen or so maybe today of, yeah, of all of all of them. right yeah we opened those up last night and sold a few of the bull and bears and you smoked the guild mm-hmm. and uh, yeah they're really good cigars yeah, it's gonna be i can't wait to, we're gonna do that do that one on a show soon and it's it was really really good i was really impressed with well it. i'm glad to hear that how it went today with those new cigars yeah uh i mean like bert he bought like two last night bought yeah. two more today awesome and, awesome yeah, yeah it's it, the, the the shop is really uh is loving it and everything and you know even even like a open up the box for me, like, oh, that's cool. You know, you got the loose on the right side and, you know, the yeah, mini they, boxes. They've updated that. their marketing and they have some really sleek, beautiful boxes that these cigars come in. So. Yeah. Yep. No, it's uh, it's going good. I can't wait to have it on the show. But uh, tonight is all about being pissed off, which mm-hmm. uh, I think we can all uh, attest to that every yep. once in a while. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So when was the last time you smoked a pissed off because you were forced to? Do you do you know? Uh, because I was forced to probably a year or so ago. But I mean, being a Cowboys fan, you being can a smoke Cowboys one fan, anytime. Uh, everybody in this shop would like for me to smoke one every time the Cowboys play. <laughs> uh, but it, but I'm the first one to jump up and tell people, hey, you got to smoke a pissed off. Yep, you are. And then when it's my turn, I weasel my way out the door. You do. It's like somebody. <laughs> so during the Super Bowl, somebody came in and gave me the extremely, and he's like, "Oh, this is for later." I was like, "Nope, I am not smoking that today. I'm not smoking any one of those today. I'm <laughs> I'm smoking my victory cigar. Yeah, this is man. the one cigar I'm not. I I enjoy, but I ain't, I ain't I ain't doing it. So when the Cowboys win the Super Bowl next year, I'm passing out pissed off cigars to everybody <laughs> you're just, else. You're just to everybody else. Pissed so, off on the house. So the Cowboys. Are yeah, going you heard to- you heard me right. Calling your shot, huh? Calling it. All so right. you want to bet on that? Yeah, pissed off cigars. <laughs> so let, let's change the bet. So um, because I know you're very fond of your new coach. Absolutely. <clears throat> McCarthy. Yes. I mean, that's I, fine. I, you you're so heartbreak, heartbroken over the clapper, though. No, I was never a clapper. Uh, Jason Garrett, for people who don't know that he's fondly known as the clapper, uh, I was never a fan of him, so I was really glad to see him yeah. be gone. You were. And we used the term clapper. And I, I do want to tell a Dougie Fresh story because we were watching the Hogs run in the baseball <laughs> World Series. Was that last year? No, the, it was the, the year, year before. before. Yeah. The year that they lost on the, uh, on the uh, tragically. <laughs> the, e- the easy out that they missed. I, re- yeah, I remember this. Ball. And we're watching a game. It may have even been in the final three. And there's a guy that looks just like Dougie Fresh behind home plate. And when the opposing pitcher was was pitching, he was clapping wildly. And there's an off chance, like 100%, that I texted Doug and said, 
how are you enjoying the game from your seat right behind? Yes. Because the guy looked just like Doug, and he's clapping. Yeah. And then, so then. But he, like, he even looked like the, oh, just a the, mechan- for the mechanics and once wearing again, a visor. Yeah, yeah, and once again, I get some weird message from you. Right. <laughs> like the story of the our one, lives. The other one we, we know. <laughs> right. And I'm going, what in the hell is he talking about? It was you, dude. And so <laughs> I'm saying, well, and I'm sitting there watching the guy, and the guy is totally obviously clapping. Oh, yeah. And, and he's, he's drawing your attention. It was like one night I was watching the Cardinal game on uh, Fox Sports, and there's a couple making out behind home plate. And I know there's a, f- a friend in a hotel room watching the game because we were talking about a home run a guy hit. And he texts me and he says, are you watching this couple make out behind home plate? And I said, for the record, it's kind of hard to miss, right? Because <laughs> every pitch, there's a couple that's like making out, but, but you're clapping behind home plate. And, and at some point I turned to, I don't, I think it was Vince or maybe even Mr. It couldn't have been Mr. Pat. I think he passed just yeah. before that, but it was somebody who was, we were sitting and watching the game. I said, that's Doug. <laughs> and then suddenly about, and I, I said that that's Doug. And so two minutes, nobody says anything. We said, and he goes, how did Doug get up there? Because I just saw him earlier today. He yeah, had to get from Little Rock to Omaha that fast. <laughs> yeah. So we're debating it because we knew Steve was going up there to right. the game. Yeah, right. yeah, that's when Steve so was we're up going, there. Well, Doug didn't talk about that. That's really unlike Doug who talks about his, his <laughs> entire life. And trust me, his entire life. And so we're going, that's Doug. And so I'm texting him. And it is a story of where just random texts from me come out of the blue. Or, or Facebook posts, which I've talked about on this podcast before. But and, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And, and the, the Dougie uh, smile, uh, yeah, I'm not at the game. But well, so the I saw, guy, the I guy, saw was the guy you were for, talking about the it was next you. game. And I think everybody thought it looked like me so much because I wear a visor quite you often. Do. Short hair, and when I wear a visor, the hair's kind of spiked up. Oh, it was you. And this guy had on a white visor, and right. hair spiked up a little Same bit. Same body type, yep. exactly. Yep. About your age. He did look similar. Yeah, he claps just I've seen you clap. No, everybody has a doppelganger. Right. I mean, You've seen George, me clap. You're just I've happens to be here, yeah. The one, the one time the Cowboys were ahead, <laughs> I saw you clap. <laughs> I took note. Man. I take note. So, uh, so getting back to uh, to the, the Cowboys. So maybe we how about need, them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Um, I'm old enough, being approximately the same age as the son as you, um, <laughs> to remember when the Cowboys used to be good. Um, a little Bears, Absolutely. a little Bears Cowboy bet may be in order, and so we'll have to work that out. Whoa, in the whoa, offseason. whoa! A reigning yeah, champ right here. Right. You leave me out. We know you. You guys will fall from grace, so I, I don't want to <laughs> yeah. embarrass you with a bet where you clearly have what appears to be the better side. You, of it you mean you're going to bet against Kansas City savior of Patrick Mahomes? Kansas City Dallas Super Bowl would be really nice, so, especially in this shop. So Bears, oh, yeah, because Cowboys. it would be me, Arthur, and Lee against everybody else. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, there's there's quite a few Kansas City fans. A well, lot yeah, of bandwagon right. fans. Bandwagon. But, but, I'll, but right. I'll say us three, two and a half. Lee's, Lee's fairly new, but he's. I told him, I was like, if you're going to jump on this, on the cheese train, it's like you're in it for the long haul. We're, we're going to suck again at some point. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Bandwagon people are never in for the long haul. I told him, I was like, if you're going to buy that hoodie, you're a lifer. So, yeah. Okay. We'll see how that works out for him. Well, but I, Bears, a little Bears Cowboy bet. We just need to work it out. We can do it, and the Bears will I, not beat the Cowboys. Well, you, you, that, you, go, you going best record? The how only best this? record. The only team that can beat the Cowboys is the Cowboys. Is the Cowboys. <laughs> the, well, then when they lose, so it's because they let beat you know, themselves. McCarthy is great at um, post game speeches where he talks about 
um, how they beat themselves. He has that speech down pat. Um, because He'll be welcome in Dallas. Does your hatred for McCarthy still roll over since he used to be Packers? Is that is that what this I'm is? I'm not a fan of him. Well, listen, I've seen him coach a lot of games. He played in the division my team plays in. Yeah. I've seen him coach. I'm not a fan, particularly. I know he's well thought of, and I, I get all of that. Um, those Packer teams were, for the record, really good teams. Really good teams. With, I know we're, gonna, we're going through Brady, Goat stuff right now. Yeah. But there's a guy who's quarterbacking up there right now who's in that conversation. Yes. I, I don't think he's as good as Brady, but. Yeah, he definitely kind of wasted away the, the, the best years. He of wasted Rogers. away Aaron Rodgers' best years. With Margaritaville? <laughs> well, what I'm excited about with McCarthy is my understanding is he helped to develop Aaron Rodgers. Somewhat. So I'm excited for Dak. We got to get him signed, but for Dak to we'll get, see. I'll see how I'm McCarthy, how he tools Prescott. So we'll see. You needed to turn over. I think you would have been better to get someone else, but we'll see. I'm willing to. I think the Bears will rebound this year um, with with uh, with some fresh. I, I think they're two years from now will be their year, but I also think they they may pick up a quarterback in the off season. And I'm willing to, to lay my bears on the line. Not against Kansas City because uh, they play in a really bad division. I do. I like Kansas City. I like to watch Kansas City play. They're fun, fun to watch. I like to watch Mahomes. That guy is – he's so fun to watch. Yeah. It's like watching Tiger Woods in the heyday. Yeah. He's just fun to watch. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The um, interesting part is when Brady goes to Oakland to see, um, to see uh, what happens there. <laughs> I actually kind of like that move to, for him to go there. I mean, yeah. if they offered him t- to Oakland, two years for sixty million. I mean, it's not set in stone, but Vegas, yeah, Vegas, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I was flipping through uh, Sirius today and and paused on on the NFL channel where I thought they were saying they were talking like the Brady to the Raiders thing had already happened, yeah. and I was going like, what? Yeah, I mean, they can't even do it till mid March or whatever. Yeah, but this whole, this whole uh, off season is going to be weird. There's just so many decent to good quarterbacks that are free agents and it's just going to shake up everything. What I like about what's going on in the NFL with the quarterbacks is this young crop. Mm-hmm. I do too. They are taking over the NFL. Oh yeah. 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 I mean look I mean not Trubisky. to not to yeah. not to Dak beat that Trubisky. And, Trubis- <laughs> and Dak Prescott. No. You know we've got two peas uh, in a pod. Deshaun Watson, Mahomes. Yeah. you got Bridgewater. You've got Jackson. Uh, uh Jackson, so yeah, the the, the young guys are. It's their time to shine, and yeah. uh, I think they're going to take the throne away from from these guys that have been around. The for NFL years. is now a yep. year round sport. It's ridiculous of just, I mean, for the hardcore guys, it is. Um, it's like baseball. I've been listening to a lot of the baseball thing, and there's there's obviously been a lot of, you know, pitchers and catchers reported this week. That's a big deal for Dougie Fresh. That's now. the best time of year. Yep, and so every everybody's hopeful. My mom actually got a job. At one of the ballparks, she's uh, wintering in Phoenix, and she got a, a job at one of the ballparks. So she's in oh, in surprise, yeah, out there in, in Phoenix. So she's she's so excited. That, about that's that. something I want to do is go to surprise or or are y'all cactus or citrus league? We're we're citrus, okay. um, but my uh, we have a timeshare out in Phoenix, and so we've we we've never we've been the week before the it started or the week after yeah. it is. Ended, so we've never gone out to ball games, but I'd love to go out and yeah, that's yeah, out at I don't, uh, I don't need it. to see the Cardinals. That's I out at Glendale, to, I believe. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, we we have a timeshare in Scottsdale, and we love nice. going out there because um, it's just so beautiful. And yeah. it used to be. I mean, here it's seen, kind of the Have you seen the ballparks the out there? Yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah, my son got an opportunity yeah. to go out there to a um, pro day ball camp. Oh, that'd be cool. His senior year in high school and. Kids from all over the country had been invited to this thing, and kids from Puerto Rico were there. And yeah. You had all these college um, coaches there, and you had a lot of Major League Baseball coaches and scouts. And, uh, you know, they would practice all day. Then they would go out on these uh, minor league ball fields and have games at night. Yeah. And that it, it was really cool. It was cool for the kids. Yeah. And it, it was good for me because – I would watch the games, but when they practiced all day, I mean, I went and played golf. Yeah, <laughs> golf's out there is amazing. Yeah. We it, we we uh, we love it. We actually flew in once for a, there was a sales conference out there when they had the World Baseball Championship. They played a game out there, and we flew over the, where the Diamondbacks play, and we could see them playing catch in the outfield. Uh, Phoenix is an amazing town. It's just a really cool town. Great cigar town as well. There's a couple of cigar shops when we were out there that we always hit up, and I know we have a, a, a yeah, we got some a, listeners out there. Listeners out there, and a, a couple. It sounds like a couple of shops I need to check out next time I'm out there. My, with yeah. my mom being out there, yeah. we're going to definitely come out next winter. It's one of my favorite things. I've always wanted to go out and check out fall ball because as cool as spring training is, with all that, I'd love to go see the young kids because I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I love me some baseball. Yeah, just the future and of the, baseball. The yeah. future of baseball, just watching some of those kids uh, play would be uh, totally awesome. I when Springfield, Illinois, we had AAA, and then we had single A, and then we had some other ball. Yeah. And just going to see minor – we've talked about here how much I love the the Travs, but just going to see ball, baseball yeah. is one of my favorite things. I mean, one of the things I've actually contemplated on doing is, like, saving up or taking out a loan, take off a summer of work, and just drive to every stadium to see at least one game. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, that would be the best summer vacation. Uh, they got ever. a good one in Phoenix. They do. Yeah. That's nice. It's a beautiful ballpark. My mom's been to Coors yeah, the, Field. The, the Diamond, been, Diamond, Diamond Diamondbacks? Backs. Yeah. Yep. And I've, I've been near Coors Field, and I know you – have you been in Coors Field? Because yes. I've been near there. I've been to a couple bars near there. Out in Denver? Yeah, that's yeah, a cool place. I've been to a couple place. of games out there. Yeah. My mom has to. I've been to one game in Phoenix. Saw the Cardinals and uh, – Diamondbacks play. Pujols was playing, so that was great. And Kirk Gibson was managing Diamondbacks. Nice. So he got in an argument with an umpire. Kirk did. <laughs> so that was fun because that guy's a beast, and he's all up there and spits flying all over into the umpire's yeah. face, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, awesome. I don't like my new manager, so. I'm he's not. great. I, I wish uh, he's better than <laughs> McCarthy. That's all I'm saying. Ugh, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> So let's uh let's touch back on the cigar. We're coming up to the uh, second third. Let me uh, tell you what the blend is and the sizing, and uh, everything like that. Uh, the blend, like we talked about, uh, wrapper uh, San Andreas, binder is Indonesian, filler is Nicaraguan, strength is it's going to be all the way full. All on the, the way. All the way. On the size wise, uh, the extremely, which is eight an eight and a half by sixty. Uh, a Toro six by sixty, Robusto five and a half by fifty four, a Churchill seven by fifty, and the Corona Gorda, which is uh, that's the one they call the Lil Pissed Off, I believe. Uh, the five and three probably. quarter by forty eight. Got to be. Yeah. So it's uh, there's a size for everybody in the in yeah. you know in this cigar. It is, and it's a really good cigar, and it's really smooth, and it's really spicy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good for, for I, being a full. It's a full body, but it's not like it's not like 
pungent punch you in the throat. Right, it, right. It's robust but smooth. But you got to be careful with that smoothness, mm-hmm. especially if you haven't smoked it before, because the strength will sneak up. It does. It will. Yeah. yeah. Are you getting a lot of spice out of this cigar? Because I'm getting. I, and there's a little spice, but I not get, a ton. I get. I get spice, and I get a ton of it through the nose. Yeah. The okay. retro. The retro yeah, is where so. I get the mo- most of the yeah. spice, and honestly. Um, you know we're we're smoking the robusto now, but I I think I get more of that spice out of the the little pissed off just because you get so, so much more of that wrap, wrapper right. with it. Absolutely, I'm super happy to hear them coming into some of the smaller sizes. Yeah, I know back in the day they were all the big ring gauges, mm-hmm. and I know for a while they were swinging with the with well, that was the, the uptake of everything. Yeah, where they were natural to well, go to the bigger ring gauges. Yeah, and they're still mainly on the big cigars. They do have the uh, Connecticut Habano original Maduro. Along with the pissed off in a smaller Corona size, so uh, not all of their cigar uh, lines are they are they're not doing them all smaller, but the ones so, I mentioned they are. Yeah, I, I tell you, uh, one of the things I've noticed recently with Christoph is that, and they've always done a nice job of having a variety of different types of cigars. They you know they have the Sumatra and a, a lot of different types of cigars, so they they have a pretty broad range of, of in their line. They do. Uh, they've got something for everybody, everything from a shade grown or a Connecticut all the way up through uh, a medium Maduro, full strength Maduros, Sumatra cigars. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Sumatra and the. That's Cri- Sumatra Lancero. Yeah, yeah. The Sumatra and the Criollo uh, Lajero, they also are doing those in Lanceros that are very popular. Yeah, I love. Too, I, so. I mean, to be honest with you, my favorite size within the Christoph is the, is the Lanceros. Yeah. Mine is. The, the, of all of them, the, the I mean the Lancero of which one? I like the Sumatra. I like, and I think uh, the Maduro. One of the things I like about Christoph is the Maduro is not um, like some lines. The Maduro is like a is a ball buster. Yeah, it's not with Christoph. No. It's it's actually a really nice Maduro. It's yeah. a, it's yeah. a very nice, strongly cocoa. Very, yeah, their Maduro strength wise is. Is hovers it, right around medium. I completely and agree. Now, now they to make me, a, like a Maduro should be. Yeah. Now they do a Connecticut Broadleaf, Vengeance. Now, yeah, now that, Vengeance is, which isn't huddling around medium. Which is not huddling around medium. <laughs> I think they actually have it listed medium full, but I'm telling you, it's full. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. that's the one that we did with Guillermo when he was on. Yeah. I can't. I can't remember. That, uh, and I, that is one of the scars that made my top ten list. Yeah. Was yep. the uh, Christoph Vengeance? I mm-hmm. absolutely love that cigar. That's a good one. See, my my favorite size is the uh, we were talking about before we started recording the ones that are in the back corner. Yeah. Um, what the, is it the are they Coronas? So the Corona size, yeah. Yeah, okay. Though the the Maduro and that Corona, oh man, and the and the price on it. And if you want to get a, a few just a store in a humidor or whatever, take a big old handful of that and it's like thirty five bucks yeah, for like the price on that is below seven dollars on yeah, the coronas. Right. So yeah, it's a good cigar if you need to stock up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See my I, I love the Sumatra leaf on this. Mm-hmm. I, I think they do a really nice Sumatra and I think it has a great yeah. flavor. Yeah, I think Christoph probably makes Next to the Tatuaje Cajonu yeah. 2012, I'd say Christoph is probably my favorite Sumatra leaf yep. or yep. Sumatra cigar. Yep. Yeah, it's so good. Yep. Smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the other thing I like is a lot of difference between the cigars. So yeah. they're, they're, I mean, really something for everybody. Yeah. And even their, uh, their, their, uh, their Connecticut doesn't mm-hmm. smoke like a Connecticut. It has some. A lot of flavor. It has some, yeah, really nice. It's, it's, you just don't get that air out of it. You get. Nope. some richness and you there's get a lot of flavor a little bit of oomph behind it i guess yeah. i mean it's not my favorite connecticut but it 
it is very full flavor. Yeah, that, that's that's a Connecticut for people who like. I like this, but I kind of want to go up to the next level. That's what I I show. Yeah, I show them that it's one a great a cigar, and also we're going to be selling a cigar that we have not had on our shelves called the Shade Grown. Okay, I'll have to try that. So the Shade Grown, it's mild, mild to medium. Uh, don't confuse it with the Connecticut. Two completely different flavor profiles. The Shade Grown, I've had a couple of those in. It's a lot like a Connecticut in its smoothness, its butteriness. It's a little toasty, but it's got a lot of, the term I guess I can use is baking spices, not hot spices. Mm-hmm. Like like cinnamon or clove? Yeah, or, things like okay. that. A lot of baking spices going on, and it's maybe the most aromatic Kristoff cigar that I've smoked. Hmm, okay. Yep. I'll try so, that. Yeah. I guess. Do you have those in there now? You I have, have, the, I have them, them in there now. Okay. I have wow. them in there now. We don't have the JT in there now. The JT will be in this week, okay. and it will be in and ready to go on Friday. Okay. Yeah, we're looking forward to, to having that event. Christoph always does so well yeah. at the shop. I mean, it's nice to have him in here. That's yeah. a, that's well, a Christoph does well. The uh, Guillermo is a wonderful guy. Mm-hmm. JT has been to our shop before. He's wonderful. Um, so... You know, if you want to come out and have a good time, meet different people in the cigar community, meet a couple of guys that know what they're talking about and are, and are great guys in the cigar industry, yeah. uh, in JT and, and Guillermo, come on out, see those guys. It's going to be great. Cool. Scully barbecue. Scully's going to do barbecue. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, I mean that that alone is worth a ticket to a mission. That there's no ticket involved. Absolutely, man. Right. Is he's he's on point. Every time we do an event, Scully is on point. Yeah. So, like, uh, when we went up to the uh, the Oliva event up in Conway, you know, brand new. I think that was pretty mm-hmm. much the first event that Scully catered up there. Mm-hmm. So there was a whole bunch of new new Conway people who've never had the barbecue, and they're like, where's this from? I was like, oh, yeah, this is from a member down That's at the right. Red Rock shop. I was like, he does this for every event. Yep. And they're like, you're going to have this every time? I was like, more than likely, probably. I mean, they're yeah. they're so thrilled about that. I mean, hell, he even catered the wedding, you know. So that's yeah. that's how much it's it's uh, well worth it. Absolutely, and I'm glad we've got somebody that's a customer that can uh, we can help out, and he can help us out. It's a it's a good marriage. And he yeah. seems to be like when a lot of people don't like potato salad, his is like the turning point. Like, oh damn, I really like uh, <laughs> I really like his. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So. I thought we had uh, teased the audience probably enough. Um, I think I'm going to give you a chance to rebut um, (laughs) the golf cart story. Do you wish to tell the golf cart story? Yeah, let me go first because I was driving the golf cart. You were. I was in charge. You were in charge. I know what happened. Therefore, ultimately responsible for everything that happened. And I know exactly what happened, how it happened. Yeah. How about this? Since I wasn't there, I'll be the judge. Okay. Um, there's nothing to judge. So we got there's we got a, we got a foursome. We're playing yep. golf. Yeah. I invited some guys from the excited. shop to go play golf. Yeah, yep. it was, and it was a good time up until. Great time. And uh, so Mark and I are sharing a golf cart. We were. I'm driving, and uh, we get on the third hole, par five. Yep. We're in the middle of the fairway. Oh, Actually, yeah. Uh, Will, who works here, was in the middle of the fairway getting ready to hit a ball. And we'd already played two holes, and Will was struggling. He was struggling that day. Struggling. We could already see it after two holes. Yep. And uh, 
struggling isn't how like just not hitting left and right yeah or? no he's hitting on the ground he's hitting left and right he can't get the ball off the air if he does get it up in the air it's going the wrong dead direction. left dead right yeah i pull up in front of will not in front of him i'm 50 yards to the to the right of him he's not lined up toward me he's lined up 90 degrees right oh pointing at, at the green yeah and mark makes the comment Says, Doug, are you sure we should pull up this far the way Will's been hitting the ball? And I said, man, we're fine. I said, I, I said, I play out here all the time. We're not even near him. That ball's not coming anywhere close to us. Well, he shanks it off to the left somewhere. And, you know, so, you know, a few holes later, same thing. Mark gets a little nervous. Says, man, I don't think you should be parking this this far up. <laughs> I said, Mark, man, it's okay. We're going to be all right. And I, I t- 17 holes of this. I had to put up with Mark. 17 <laughs> holes. Mark is going, Doug, Doug, back up. Don't pull up so far. And, I, and I'm telling him, Mark, it's okay. It's like, it was like my son telling the dad, telling me what to do. And I'm telling him, son, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. We get on the 18th hole. Will is lined up. Man, I mean, he's – I he – so you're not hitting straight down the fairway. This is a shot across the creek. So you got to right. dog gotta, leg left. Yeah, it's a dog leg left over the creek, and I'm off to the right, fifty yards in front of Will. But I'm over to the right, and Will has got to hit this ball left over the creek. Hits the ball. Next thing I know, I'm going ah, Mark, look out. <laughs> And I'm crawling on top of Mark. I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to cut. I'm trying to cover him up because the ball's coming right at the golf cart. Pow! Ball hits the golf cart somewhere. I don't know where. The roof. The roof, the roof of the golf cart. Bang, bang. And, and you know, we're close to where our heads were. And and all Mark really probably needed to do was look at me. <laughs> but I looked at him. I said, "See, you're all right." He did actually say that. Right. At and which I, point I, at which point I pointed out. I told you. (laughs) And what is your take on the story? No, he he actually told the story pretty pretty straight down the middle. (laughs) Unlike his hitting. Although I escalated throughout the day and kept saying, really? No, I'm pretty sure... Hey, hey, dumbass! I think we should get behind. <laughs> yeah, there you know, was a hey. there was a dumbass or two in <laughs> right. there. Hey, yeah. listen, listen, Will's really struggling. We should get behind him. Hey, brother, let's get behind him. Come on, come on, let's come on. Will's the wheels are off. Like there's a trench in the fairway for Will at this point. Let's let's go back. Let's get behind Will. I think we should be a little farther behind Will. And I believe that I I actually lose loose with some pretty heavy profanity yeah you did right and said you know oh i know i believe i believe i did but i'll take that out of this and then said i did cover you up to protect you you did (laughs) i did you did for the record uh you 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 did protect me but you were also really trying to get out of the way because the ball was coming (laughs) right at you um we need we need to go do this again I, I, I'll do better. I so, promise. for the record, um, had a blast. Um, Doug Doug's a good golfer, and he didn't play particularly well that day. I, I didn't. You were kind of off a little bit, but um, and, and I tell this story. Um, I, I I three things that I judge in golf uh, for a golf partner. Um, the first is, do you smoke cigars? Because uh, I'm going to smoke like a chimney. Mm-hmm. because and is it a good day and do we laugh and doug uh meets those first two perfectly for me 
And the third is, do you get behind Will? And I feel like we've had, <laughs> I think we've had like the come to Jesus on that. We have. Right. So um, I had a blast that day. It was with Matt uh, Jackson and it was with uh, Will. And, uh, Jeff Moore. And, no. It was, Wasn't Jeff? It was Matt and Will and you and I. Because Matt yes. shot like. Yeah, it was a different time I played Matt shot Jeff. like 57. Yep. Like it was like Matt was lights record. out. Yeah. Well, he was making fifty foot putts on it every a, hole. It was like it was like uh, you know his approach shot. He couldn't get it anywhere near the hole, but it, you know he's sinking these ungodly six, putts. Six, right. But uh, I had a, had a blast that time, and and I am uh, not particularly. I played a bunch of golf as a kid. Was and so I'm I can get around a little bit. I'm not great, but uh, I enjoy the camaraderie much like a scar shop. Yeah, it's four guys smoking a cigar, laughing, having a great time. And once I realized that I was safe, have you ever been hit by a golf ball, Mr. Groves? Oh, I've I've had one roll up and touch my foot. I've been so hit. So are, are you okay? Did it's you live? Did you live? It tickled a little bit. So I was in that, uh, I was uh, about five yards in front of the tee on the first hole of a golf course once, uh, waiting for somebody to tee off, and he hit a ball off my sternum. And the ball deflected off my sternum and went a good 75 yards down the fairway. So I've been hit hard with a golf ball. I've never been hit, but I've heard... From people, I it guess hurts. they've been shot before because they say it feels like they've been shot. Well, I've never been shot, so I don't know. As is, is, <laughs> is, is one is one fellow member once pointed out, I've not actually been shot, only shot at. Um, it hurts. So, so uh, Steve's been shot. Steve's been shot, so yeah. he could probably come. I don't know if he's been hit by a golf ball. But it was funny because the the part Doug got right in the telling of the story was it was early on, like the third hole, where I said it was obviously. So you were bitching for fourteen holes. I was bitching for yes. fourteen holes, and it was seriously it was the last full shot. Why, why did, okay, but everything was okay for fourteen holes. Just like I told him. Why did you not just back up to be like I'm so tired of hearing him just right. nag and complain? Well, well so I'm used to playing with a regular group of guys that uh-huh. nag all the, the time. Complain. And, and no, and we. That's the way we play. So you get to your ball, everybody else starts moving up. And we're not afraid of being hit because everybody knows what they're doing. Right. Will and that's the way I was playing. Yeah. And I was just not thinking probably. I was just doing what I always – it was like yeah. impulse, muscle reaction, foot, accelerator, go. Yeah. You know. What's crazy is like when – you know, I, I'm, I've never played golf. I'm not a golf fan. I've never – I don't watch golf unless I have to, which, you know, working up here on Sundays. So I'm, every I'm, Sunday. I'm forced to watch golf. <laughs> but it's crazy like when you're seeing like somebody – Mickelson or whoever the, whoever the hell ever like hits into the rough a little bit and then like everybody swarms to the ball That's and like different. makes like a channel and yeah. they stand so damn close yeah I mean, like if they just have if one just happens to like be off just a hair like the club is turned mm-hmm. to degrees I mean somebody's taking that right to the throw I mean they're gonna die I see so. the way people get around those pro golfers I'm not I'll get close, but I'm not getting. I mean, they get cl- like oh, uncomfortably yeah, close. They're, they're sticking their necks out in front, you know, <laughs> looking to see what the guy's doing. But like, I can understand because I really like rally racing, and I want to go to like Scandinavia somewhere to watch one of those rally races and be lined up on the road and like see like the rally car coming and like j- jump in the crest. You want like, to stand on the curve? Oh on the, man! On, yeah, on the turn where he's got to make that turn. Yeah. He's going too fast yeah. where he might get hit. Yeah, I just I, I can I, so I can see why they do that because I want to do that. As yeah. well, but, be on the edge of danger. Yeah, but you yeah. want to go run with the bulls too. I do. Yeah. I want to go. Pat so Boy, yeah, that long, explains that long history of bad choices. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I played in those groups. So I mean, I had a regular yeah. group for for fifteen years, and we 
when we rode, for sure, we were always used. But it, when somebody was playing bad, and this was a new group to us, but that aside, I'm, so I'm used to that hammer down. And we walked for 10 of those 15 years, and you just never thought. You were, right. there were times when you were 200 yards ahead of somebody on the left just because they were doing what they were doing. And right. You, sometimes you were putting with three guys on the green because that's the way it works. You know, the way you see it on TV isn't the way it's played on Sunday. Right. In, in, uh, on your local course. Because you're, 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 you're keeping tr- – you, you, don't, you don't get to play five-and-a-half-hour rounds yeah. like Tiger Woods does. Yeah. So you've you got to move. And so I completely get what you were doing. I understood that. But Will was, uh, Will was having a – he was struggling. And so that's why I I was laying into him, and, and, and we're not trying you, to pick on you, Will. No, well, <laughs> listen, we've all had that day. We we've had those days where it just it, it's not coming off the club right. So I love Will to death. He's one of my favorite. So people what was world. worse? What was worse? My driving or Will's golfing? Will's golfing was worse. Jeez, came was, in, the dude came in to defend himself. No. Will was having a rough day. I mean, I think Will's a good golfer. He was just he. The problem when you play three times a year, and Will 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 tell you he's a pretty good golfer, but he just doesn't play enough. Absolutely, yeah, that's when, all that was. Is when when the wheels are off and you don't play enough, the wheels are off. There's no getting it back. Like when you and I were playing, well, you play a lot now, but when I was playing all the time, when the wheels get off, I could get it back on the course. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're playing three times and you lose it, it's lost. Yeah. It's, just, it's in a garbage can on the third hole, yeah. and you're just trying to figure out if how you can not hurt yourself on the way in. <laughs> that's the goal. So I. I've never played before. Do you think it would be a vested interest of for me for when I go to Ireland to no. try to play? No. So no, I mean, don't play. My understanding definitely go check out the course, take a tour of the tour. Yeah, you're going to be tons of things to do. Yeah. So my understanding of golf over there is they get so many tourist golfers that they actually have handicap rules coming in. So you're not going to be able to get in on most of the golf courses okay. of any of the golf courses. Like my dad, he went over there and played. And you had to like be a certain handicap to walk on the golf course. And then they were expensive and you had to have a caddy. And for the record, golf over there, because it's like super windy and you're on the side of a cliff, is hard. And so I don't think you would enjoy it. I think you should take the tours and do all the other okay. stuff. He was thrilled because he plays. He's, he's, we, when you learn to play in Illinois, because there's no mountains within like 58 states, it's, so it's super windy. Wow. And so you learn to play. 58 it, states. That's right. I, a little geography for you. <laughs> you learn to play a wind game. We were talking about this yesterday with Steve. Um, you learn to play a wind game down here. You guys are, there's so many Hills around here. It's less windy down here. It seems strange cause I know, but, um, it's a very, you know, over there it's brutal. It's, you see the British open and you and I yeah. have seen that dog on TV and you see those guys stand in the wind blowing. Oh, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's like that year round. It's not like, but like no, really Aaron, I just think just the week of the tournament. I, I, I know you enjoy art and beauty. I think even if you just went to see the clubhouses, yeah. if you could take a tour of the clubhouse, I don't know if they give tours out on the course or not, because I've never been to Ireland. Yeah, but if they do, I, th- I think you would. You never. You, I might be like a savant at it. it. Yeah. I might be really good. I just. I don't you know. You might be. It's, it's like I'm probably. Unlikely. I'm probably like the world's best country singer, even though I hate country. But no, I can, I can see that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I might be the world's no. best golfer. I just don't like golf. 
No. I don't know. I, I mean, I never played. I'm just going to call no on both of those <laughs> up front. I mean, I can sing about my dog dying and my mom getting hit you by a truck. Like dogs. And, and all that kind of stuff. You like your mom, but you don't like dogs. But yeah. I like dogs, and he's got a tattoo on his leg of a dog. So I mean, he might like, like dogs. You like that one dog. What was uh, that dog's name? Toodles? What was Shasta. 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 Toodles. Named after a soda. <laughs> Honestly, that's how it got named. Because my mom went to go pick up the dog. And uh, I wanted the name Phoenix. That's what I wanted to be named. And then she comes back and picks up Shasta from wherever she got the dog from. And she's like, yeah, I decided to name, we're going to name it Shasta. And I was like, what? I, mean, I didn't even know what that name was. I thought it was made up. But evidently, it's a pop that so she saw on sale at like Dollar Tree on the way to <laughs> wherever she got the boxer from. Oh, that's a cute name. Aaron wanted it? to name the dog Red Phoenix Rising. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted. But since I don't like dogs, I don't get to name dogs, I guess. So that, yeah. That's how people name dogs. We got a dog one time. We were eating at the Dixie Cafe that night trying to figure out what we were going to name the dog. I looked out the window, saw the sign, Dixie Cafe. I looked at my wife and kids. I said, Jeff, eh? Dixie. Oh, that's a better <laughs> And choice. everybody agreed, and we named her Dixie. Can you imagine if like, like people did that, though? Like, just you're at the hospital, and you see, <laughs> and you see like, hey, like a gonna, dump truck walk, yeah. like drive by, like, oh, we're going to name a dump truck. <laughs> well, you're at the hospital. You might get named Needle. <laughs> so, Ooh, Needle. So, you know, I'm, I'm carpenter construction. We see a lot of weird stuff um i used to work with a guy who his actual real birth name i didn't believe it until he actually showed me his birth certificate because we used to he used to say it all the time i never believed it until he showed us his name was possum no way swear he was a he was a painter um weird cat like weird huh um he always here in w- arkansas yeah well, there you go. Um, so he he, he was a painter, <laughs> and he had his nipple pierced, um, but he always kept a sa- like a, a safety pin in it. And then whenever his a spray rig would jam, he would clean it out with a safety pin oh. and, and pop it back in. Oh. I was like, dude, possum is one weird cat. <laughs> Good lord, man! Yeah, old. He was an old dude. He was. Uh, hell, this was when I met him. Hmm. This was probably 15 years ago, and he was close to 70 probably wow. by then. But, yeah, possum. Wow, possum. So maybe, maybe that's, you know, the old Some people, she saw I, a possum. You just wonder how some people na- name their kids. Who was it? Uh, Frank Zappa. Dweezil. And what, he had a, and Moon Unit. Moon Unit. He named Dweezil it, is he actually, named his I love daughter him. Moon Unit yeah. Zappa. Well, I'm just going to let you. <laughs> I'm going to let you in a little secret. Uh, Frank was kind of weird, but Dweezil actually released a couple albums that were actually pretty good. He's a good guitar player, right? Well, isn't right. a what, what's the Coldplay guy? Isn't his kid named like Apple or something? Might be. I don't I know. Mean, I like Coldplay. I, th- I, I think. I think when you have you have that X Y axis, like how much money you have and wealth, you can kind of get away with with weirder names. Like you know, if I have a kid i can't name yeah, it it's like didn't you know, kanye and kim name one of their kids north east or something northeast west yeah there's, <laughs> i don't know yeah that's what i'm saying like when you have that much money you can do whatever you want yeah there's a there's a fascinating book freakonomics um by i think stephen levitt that talks about the way names uh, flow down through the economic classes and talks about 
that rich people name people weird stuff and then it yeah. flows down through the classes because they see it like rain like rain or sunshine or right well, and, and our rain. names have meanings i mean do you know what aaron means ireland Ireland, Ireland. What about Mark? I I don't know. It's a biblical name. So Douglas means fresh king of the black waters or king of the muddy waters is game derived somewhere over in England or somewhere. Yeah. So I would assume mine did, was not, and mine's biblical. So yeah, I, that's yeah. all I. I, I oh never, yeah, well, minus two. I mean, it's right? yeah, Hebrew, absolutely. but right. I don't know if I, I'm going to tell a funny story about my other super good friend named Aaron. We were in Vegas once. Um, it was the first time I ever went to Vegas, and it was six guys. We were going, and my buddy Aaron spells my his name like yours, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we were at a blackjack table with a pilot from Chicago. And he was just, the pilot was fairly intoxicated. It was at the old Riviera where Paul and I got married. And uh, he was saying, he was asking everybody his name, our, our names. And Aaron said, Aaron, he said, that's a girl's name, <laughs> right? And so then he asked us, so which is, um, and you don't react to that like my buddy Aaron does, <laughs> my other buddy Aaron does, because those are fighting words like a boy named Sue. And, um, and, um, and so then he asked us where we were from, and we said from Central Illinois. So he asked us if we were all farmers. <laughs> <laughs> so my buddy Aaron was already pissed off, and my buddy Aaron has a pretty sharp wit, like incredibly sharp. And he said, so where are you from? And he said, Chicago. And he says, oh, you're a drug dealer. <laughs> nice. Nice at which point, At which point the drug dealer laughed, and, and we, yeah. <laughs> we and, had a good time. it was over. Right, it was over. But um, I've heard, I've seen Aaron uh, re- react to that. I've not actually say, heard anyone say that to you, yeah. so I don't know how you react to that. I, so I was going to be an Aaron no matter what. Yeah. I was, it was just I was either, E or an A. I was E or A. But what's funny, like um, a couple of years ago, I had to go to a job to meet with a superintendent. Never met him before. We just communicated through email. Um, you know, met, said, we're, I'll meet you at this job site, such and such time. I'll, I'll see you then. And they're like, okay, cool. Go to the job site. I'm waiting around. It's like 10, 15 minutes go by. I'm like, where is this girl at? And this guy, I'm just talking to this guy. And uh, we're just, you know, shooting the shit, blah, blah, blah. And I look at my phone I'm like, damn, man, she is late. And he was like, who, who are you look, waiting for? I was like, I don't know, some girl named Aaron, the project manager. He was like, oh, um, that's me. <laughs> my parents just named me Aaron, but the girl spelling. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, yeah, yeah. And then he, like, gave me his business card. I was like, holy shit, you are actually Aaron <laughs> right. but with an E. I right. was like, oh, man, that's a... Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't. If I was talking bad about you, please give me the job. <laughs> right. Was he pretty cool? Oh yeah, he was fine. He's like, yeah, I get that all the time. Because right. I mean, I, we I, we never talked on the phone. It was straight through email. So right. I never heard it, heard a voice or anything. Right. And, yeah, he's he'd gotten it before. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, he was he was so used to it. It was just like, yeah. oh yeah, that's me. So Aaron means Ireland. You're going to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few years ago, I studied up on uh, where did the Southern accent. How did it get originated? You know, there's, sure. there's a lot of dialects in the country. Yeah. So, the people who came from Ireland have the biggest influence on the Southern accent really? than anybody else, and uh, also country music. So there awesome. you go, Mister <laughs> Ireland, who does not like 
country music. Yeah, so I'm watching the country music thing now, the the Ken Burns thing. I'm, I'm about halfway through. Uh, it talks about how all the different influences on country music. I've been grooving on that, obviously, as a country music fan, but talked about all the different influences and talking about how the hill, a lot of the people from Europe coming in right. through the hills merged with a lot of the African uh, slave music, and it's sucking in that, and it, it's, it's been fascinating. Right. To talk I mean, about I'll, yeah. I'll watch a Ken Burns documentary. I mean, he, oh. he, I mean, he turned, like, the Civil War one into... I mean, that's just well. We sat up TV. there at Conway uh, uh, and watched one of those where it was it was yeah. one that's a couple ahead where we were watching it and it was it was the seventies country and it was like Barbara Mandrell and and oh was that Dolly was that Ken Burns thing yeah oh, okay was, and you just just going Ken Burns can tell me. yeah <laughs> take your and I's life and you go wow <laughs> those guys seemed way cooler on Ken Burns and I knew those guys they weren't nearly yeah. that cool yeah but it was cool I we I actually have a guy I work with and him and his wife I saw a preview copy because she was doing some of the set setup and he said Ken Burns is a, just a just a, yeah. a fascinating cat so. so I need to watch I need to watch some Ken Burns documentaries the first couple the one about the Carter family and then um, Jimmy uh, and I'm blanking on his name but the, you know you go to you go to go to go see the guy on Saturday night for the go to the bar on Saturday night to watch the um, the you know the country music, and then go to the Carter family on Sunday and get the contrast. Yeah. Talking about all that that country music, you know, and how they learned to play the guitar the way they did, and how the 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 one Carter sister is so innovative. She could play both the rhythm and uh, you know she could play both play the guitar and have cover both sides of the wow. of the music. And you, you watch her play, and they would explain it like Vince Gill was explaining it, and you're just going. That's one talented lady. Just to, to innovate that and then and then figure that out and then be able to do that is just amazing. Yeah. I like country music is very. I mean, I, I know it gets a rep because you know, my dog died and all that stuff. Yeah. But the music itself is actually a lot more complex than people. I love realize. watching documentaries on musicians, oh, bands. I watched a documentary yesterday okay. before I came up to the shop to work. Uh, the Richie Blackmore story. Yeah, I saw you did that. I was oh, interested. Man. I was going to look that up. So, I mean, it covered from when he was a kid all the way through the Deep Purple days. Oh, then when he started uh, uh, Rainbow, you know, with Ronnie James Dio. It's like and then he went, the then he, Deep Purple gets back together again. And then back to Rainbow. And they got a new lead singer, Joe Lynn Turner. Yeah. And then back to Deep Purple. Yeah. And now the most recent stuff he's done is uh, it's called Richie Black. Uh, Richie Blackmore's Black Knight or Blackmore's Night. That's the name of the band. Wow. Blackmore's Night. And you would like it because it's scaled back. It's not rock and roll. It's very Irish-influenced mm -hmm. music, nice. classical guitar work. Yeah. And, and he's got a female singer. And nice. uh Check it out. It's called Blackmore's Night. All right. Cool. Yeah, I think Aaron would love that. Well, you know what? Yep. Uh, I think it was Wednesday, 50 years ago Wednesday. I know it will be exactly right because when we're releasing the podcast. Yeah. 50 years ago this year, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath was released. Yeah. So I actually but went does back. That, and, does actually, that make yeah. you feel old? Yeah. before It makes Ozzy, me feel very old. Ozzy is, I realized, a dead ringer, not physically, but now I've hit my mic. You're a bad influence. <laughs> You're He's a dead ringer for Ed Ogeron, which is, I figure Ed Ogeron <laughs> must be able to sing exactly. in perfect English. Yeah. Because you can't understand a word that Ozzy Osbourne <laughs> says. 
but he sings in perfect English. And yes. Like, it, screaming at the top of his lungs, you understand every word perfectly. And then he speaks like slowly. And I go, what the hell did the man say? Yeah. And because I was listening, I was listening to Black Sabbath all week because I'm I a love I, Black Sabbath. I do. Do you have a favorite Black Sabbath song? <clears throat> I do. Um, but I was listening to all of them. I do. Uh, War Pigs. Um, I, that's that's so was, mine, War Pigs. Oh, Absolutely. The guitar work on War Pigs is so um, intricate. And so uh, the rush, uh, the up and down rush and the change of tempos is just so so mesmerizing. They were so, I mean, that that stuff was before their time. They were before Wait, their time, you know. Well, when about. they came out, so it's funny, they were talking stories. And they, I guess there was another band that was very sat- satanic because they have the rep of being very satanic but he they're actually catholic guys yeah they're not satanic at all they kind of played into that but their their record label played into it and their first album had an update upside down cross on it and when they saw that they went dude we're not satanic please take that off and they go no we want to play into it but it was actually the other band in england that was like black whatever that was very much into that um and they originally War Pigs wasn't War Pigs. It was like War Witches or War something else. And they rewrote it about, rewrote it about, the, uh, about the military right. and all that. Well, they use the term witches in the song. They do. Yep. And in the, in the lyrics. Like witches at black masses. Yeah. The lyrics in that song are so well constructed um, that it's just it's great. But I, I thought 50 years ago uh, this week, Black yeah. Sabbath, Black Sabbath came out. And that first album... Listen, Ozzy Osbourne's a clown now, and I'm. I'm if anybody's uh, an Ozzy fan, I apologize, but um, he's like a character, right? Mm-hmm. He's a character. Um, when he was back in the day, he was, he was like a menacing dude. Yeah. I mean, right now, he probably couldn't beat up a three-year-old, but he was like an intimidating dude. And that that first album was. Well, I went back and listened to it on Wednesday or whenever it was, and it's like. It's been a while since I listened to it, but it's like it's very doom metal. I mean, yeah. and that's I, I love yeah. some doom metal. I mean, yeah. Arkansas has arguably one of the best doom metal bands out there right now with Paul Bearer. Yeah, and if I mean, it's just sludgy, just kind of just yeah. oh, and it's just so good. <laughs> Come the on, guitar. Give us a little bit of that sludge. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. So man. the guitar work. I mean, the guitar work throughout Sabbath yeah. through a couple guitar writers, and it's. It's Yuamo. Who's the guitarist? Tony Yuamo. Tony Yuamo. He is so his, his guitar work is so intricate and so so. When I always describe, he's so heavy. Yeah, it's just it's beautiful. And I um and I'm you know whatever the uh, you think about Black Sabbath. Uh, I was listening to that and just refreshing my memory about how good he was as a guitar player. And you just go, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate their music more now being 56 years old than I did when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was like, yeah, man, rock and roll, blah, right, blah, blah. Right. You know, I was the same way. And didn't really think about the talent being used to make this music. Yeah. And now I appreciate it a lot more now. So. They said they recorded <clears throat> that first album. They were on the road for about four and a half uh, years. And they came in and they recorded it in 12 hours 
And the guitar player was like going, what in the hell is taking so damn long for us to record this thing? (laughs) She's going 12 hours. And you think about it now because it takes some months to record like three songs. Well, now, I mean, overdub, overdub. Well, then they, you know, they just, everybody's in the the recording booth and they do it. Now it's, yeah, vocal, I mean, drums lay down track first most times. Then you have guitar, bass, and then your vocalist lays down. Yep track and it's just yeah i mean it's a such a long two or three times different with backing vocals and all that stuff and it's such an intricate process and for the record none of the albums now are as good as black sabbath black sabbath (laughs) so maybe maybe we just need to get ozzy back in the room and record i didn't realize that like a lot of songs that you associate with ozzy was him and not black sabbath until you know just a couple years ago like like crazy train i I was one day I was like, I want to listen to Crazy Train. So I'm looking through like nope. the, you know, Black Sabbath right. discography. I'm like, where in right. the hell is it? Then I'm like, oh shit, it's not Sabbath. It's, right. it's his yeah. solo stuff. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff I didn't realize that that quintessential Aussie sound was just him and not, yeah. and not Sabbath. Yeah, those first two Aussie albums were incredible. Yeah. yeah. Just, he's one of those guys like David Lee Roth who has become yeah. a character mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate. I don't think David Lee Roth regrets it. I don't know if Ozzy does. But when they were in their prime, they weren't a character. They were the man in a band that mattered. And it's it's just weird. Life has a way of sucking out the coolness of every every single one of us. So I was was listening to Dan Levitard, like I always do, um, the other week. And he was retelling a story about David uh, David Lee Roth, where he was at a hotel walking down the uh, walking down the hallway at a hotel, and he just hears Van Halen just being jammed out out of out of a room. He's like, "All right," so he goes to the room, knocks on the door, and they open the door, and he's like, "Hey!" And the people are like, "Who the hell are you?" <laughs> and they're like, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> that's me yeah i'm the guy yeah. that's my voice yeah I, I uh i mean david lee roth you think about some of those some of those albums he's one of those guys i've i've heard um i've heard them talk about how they why they broke down some of that you know the, those first couple albums the way they did so they could maximize revenue that yeah. they made off that joe walsh actually talked about that once i was listening to him for an hour and he is he sounds like he is high as a kite probably because he is uh, but he, he used to he's he's probably straight now he I did so. so much it just fried his brain he's fried he, now he's talked for an hour about how he sets up an hour an album to maximize the writer's credits and the revenue that he makes off a record for an hour and at the end of that, you go, okay, well, there you go. You are probably the smartest guy in the state about that. <laughs> and he, he said, well, you know, that's why I did this. And then there's a five-second pause, and now they've got to pay me twice and all this stuff. Yeah. And, he, and you just go, well, I'll be damned. Yeah. He's the smartest guy. And you can, you know those guys. I mean, Joe Walsh. I mean, you're going to talk about some, some guys. He's another guy like that. I can that. listen He's to like, Joe all day long. I mean, that, the James Gang stuff is banging, oh obviously, goodness. but the Eagles yep. stuff is great, and I, I'm particularly a fan of his solo stuff. Absolutely, the Confessor, where Confessor. he starts, where he, start, you know, where he has both electric and, and acoustic on there. So He's you're so talking strong. about Van Halen and Joe Walsh, two albums that influenced me dramatically when I was a kid. Was Van Halen's first album? Oh, that was such a great. And album. Joe Walsh's album, the Life's Been Good. I think that was it was the album that had Life's Been Good on it. Yep. Man, well, those were the days. Yeah, yeah. 
You know, uh, Paul and I, we drove down to Hot Springs to go watch the horse races this week, and we were listening to, there's two channels on Sirius, and one's called, I think, Classic, and the other's Vinyl, and it's like uh, it's like 80s Vinyl and 70s Vinyls, and we're flipping back and forth. That music, I don't want to listen to it every day, because I'm certainly a big country fan, an alt-country fan, but, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, I love that music. There was such, you know, it's such great, great stuff. I don't okay. listen to a lot of new rock that's coming out uh, but there's a there's a newer band out right now they're called dirty honey you guys need to check them out dirty i know honey. you were talking greta, greta van fleet and i yeah I'm they're not. they're alone that they're better than than greta van fleet right. greta van fleet to me is just okay <laughs> you like led zeppelin light uh, yeah. yeah that's um, my problem check out dirty honey okay uh Red, i mean i'll give them do it to me they're, they're all like 17 right. so yeah i mean yeah. i'll give them that but I mean, there's some bands coming out. A retro rock is back. It's it's coming back, man. Yeah. Well, I've been wanting to do a show on music, so we'll have to actually yeah. do a full show. On well, Doug, Dougie Fresh and I. This is you want to know what uh, it's like when Doug and I sit down and he he drops he drops his Pandora channel, mm-hmm. and, and and either it'll be uh, it'll be classic rock or I'll say redneck it up, my friend, mm-hmm. yep, or whatever, and we'll Little outlaw and, country, and we'll sit and talk music, and we'll say, oh, have you heard them? And we'll laugh and and talk about. Well, I mean, I I didn't realize that Doug has such a love for like, uh, like some good stoner like reggae rock kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, slightly stupid. I'm, I'm we we're cleaning one night. I'm put on Pandora. He's like, oh, put it on slightly stupid. I like whip my head around. How the hell do you know about slightly stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and then like it comes on. He's like singing the words. I'm like, hey, was not expecting that. I've got a wide range of uh, musical yeah. genres that I like. If it's good music, it's good music. Yeah, and right. I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah. So, Aaron, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. You don't get to be older than the sun without listening to a lot. Of <laughs> different types of music that's right i can't i can't i was i was reading on reddit the other day and uh you know vinyl has had its resurgence in its back and you know i'm i'm a vinyl i'm not a vinyl fan but i buy vinyl just because you know it's it has its place um you know it's going to be a time when people my age in like 50 years are watching videos and they're like oh you have to watch it in, in 480p. It just looks so much better. <laughs> right. Know, it just looks- well, did you hear the big story? There was a there was a factory yeah. out in California that burned, so they're going to have trouble producing so, vinyl for a while. Well, so many masters, so many masters were lost. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a shame. Uh, Elton John lost a lot of masters. Uh, yeah. uh, Nirvana, um, wow. Billy Joel. I mean, a yeah. lot of masters were lost. Well, yeah. and the ability, also some of the ability to create new masters was yeah. lost out of that yeah. too. So there'll be a slowdown on some of the. Yeah, well, luckily, most of the stuff I listen to isn't in that category, anyway. <laughs> right. So I just know of. I it. know the dance, Gavin, Davin. Uh, <sighs> I was wondering how long it was going to take for Dance, Gavin, Dance to come up. Yeah. Hey, new album coming out this year. I'm excited. So I'm gonna yeah, check out, I'm going to create a new uh, Pandora station cleaning night. We come up here to clean the shop Tuesday <laughs> night. It's going to be a Dance Gavin Dance Station. Oh, yeah. we'll do it. Let's do let's it. Do it. Let's so do a new Tuesday. album this year. So right, that's, let's that's, do it. It's good news. Yeah. A new album this year. I was. The rumor is Eric Church is releasing an album in the next month or two, or there, okay. there's, there, there's a lot of gossip around that. There's been a lot of You're buzz. starting to see so many more artists just like just drop out of nowhere. I mean, drop albums. Like Eminem just did one two weeks ago, Out of the Blue. Yeah. I mean, you're seeing that yeah. through so many more so, artists. Yeah. Well, Eric Church actually was one of the innovators on that. He actually, Mr. Misunderstood, which is my favorite Eric Church album, he just suddenly one day, 
bam, drop the album. And the way he does it is yeah. if you're a member of the church choir, which is his, um, his, fan, group. his fan group, he just sends you a vinyl. Really? To go, here's, here's the new album. You're part of my fan club. Wow. So like Desperate Man last year, just that day that it dropped. Just showed up on your door? Just showed up. On, we knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Mr. Misunderstood, it just, a new album showed up on your door. Wow. Just like. And you're like Christmas, like <clears throat> right, little kid. Right. And like, like a like a bang an album shows up on the day and you're just going like record year yeah. and like like four or five what are considered huge hits came out of that album yeah. and like three or four of my deep cuts like uh, a man is going to die young which is a song i've described as yeah. like my song yeah and mistress name music's on there so wow. he's one of those guys and i i love the fact that i know they love these long a and r cycles where they yeah. produce it but you know yeah. just dropped some songs well, let's touch on these cigars one last time before we wrap up here. We're yeah. all finishing up. Um, man, just consistent the whole way through on this one. Uh, the smoke on these are still just pluming away. A real nice white smoke. A good ash. I mean, it's, it's a really, really spectacular cigar. It's a great cigar. Um, so important for me to have a good draw on this cigar. Yeah. This cigar's definitely got it so well constructed. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's Glenn Case. You know, he 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 produces a really good product. I tell you what, the one thing you never ever have to worry about with a Kristoff is is the draw. Yeah, it's always a is always an amazing draw. Yeah, and the burn on these, all three of us have like just like a straight. Oh yeah, I mean razor yeah, razor's edge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I mean we've had a touch up every once in a while just we've been talking, but uh, yeah, but yeah, everything is just going real nice I, I love i love when the ash you can see those like the 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 ge- geographical layers right. on it you know yeah. really nice like lines all the way through and you get a lot of that with that toothiness of that wrapper I, and but again it goes back to that san andreas wrapper yeah i mean beautiful. this has just been you know i'm if there's a san andreas wrapper out there that i don't know about i hope somebody tells me about it because that is that's probably becoming my favorite starting point of a cigar for me to right. try. Yep. Right. Yeah. So. Love the San Andreas, Connecticut Broadleaf, and just about anything yeah. from Ecuador. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, Christoph, their trademark's kind of the little pigtails they put on the yeah. Uh, yeah. cap of their cigars. Uh-huh. And they've got such a good draw on their cigars, you just got to clip that pigtail off. You don't mm-hmm. have to take much off of the cap no. at all. It's going to draw. Yeah, you can just even yeah. just kind of twist well, that the, twist that tail off yeah. and boom, perfect. The loose foot as well. That's the other uh, trademark. Yeah, a little shaggy foot. A little yeah. shaggy yeah. foot. Yeah. Um, yeah, great cigars. But the, I think these are actually, are these enclosed foots? On on this These one, were, this yes. one, mine was. Yeah. I, don't I, I think the pissed off are, are enclosed, mm-hmm. I, and I like I like that as well because like I'm a big Viaje fan, so I like all the shotgun shells and stuff like that. The, right. the monster or the not the the uh, the zombies those come close foot. And I I don't know. I really I just like because you're it's like you are unwrapping a present because you light you just light through that that close foot and just boom then you got that burst of flavor. Well, yeah. sometimes the the extra wrapper at the end of a. Mm-hmm. Closed foot or a shaggy foot makes it a little easier to light sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. yep, really liking that. So Absolutely. again, you can get these Friday night for the event, and you know, meet meet. Was he's the v, VP of sales? VP of sales. Yeah, awesome. Jared Trudeau. You always do a great job with events. They're always a lot of fun. Uh, we always have a really good time. Well, thank you, Mark. Good uh, turnout. Appreciate that. And we're uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. Um, so as everybody knows, how we wrap up a show million dollars but for the rest of your life whenever you see an unfinished drink 
you have to finish it. Like anywhere. Anybody's drink. So like your like third left Wendy's. I'm I'm gonna say like if you're at a restaurant and the people next to you leave and they have meh much of their drink left. So you have to drink their backwash. What, you have, you have what to drink if I'm their... on my bicycle and I pass a park bench and somebody's left a Coca-Cola in a McDonald's cup you, sitting on the park bench? You've got to drink I it. i got to drink it. If you see it, yeah. So, okay. No, I'm not. I can't. Guys, I, there's some people I'll drink <laughs> after, but if I, there, yeah. you know, I, gee. I, I'm going to go no. That's gross. That's I've done, I've seen yes to a lot of things, but uh, I mean I gag so bad I, so, I couldn't do that. So aside from the moving into the forest thing and like not seeing any <laughs> half drink stuff, <laughs> um, the general I mean you, people could have I mean we're doing with the coronavirus right now. Mm-hmm. They could have the flu. They could have a cold. They could have herpes. They could have <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, I don't see how anyone could say yes to this. Yeah. None of them will say yes. There's, oh, somebody could say yes. There's to somebody. I, I'm now, gonna, if I'm I was a, if that. I was like a superhero, and one of my special powers, you was, are my superhero. Yeah. So, <laughs> and one of my special powers was not getting a disease. Nothing could give me a disease. I cannot get sick. Oh yeah, I'm doing it all day. But what if like okay? But I'm not a superhero. Okay, so like, and so I like, don't have any special. So powers. like, okay, if I'm driving to a job site and I have my water bottle, and I'm drink- and I'm eating like sunflower seeds, if I'm not going to finish the rest of the water, I'll spit the sunflower seeds into the water bottle. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you see that sitting out there, you got to drink it. You got to finish it. You got to drink. That's it. gross. And you know all the spit cups from like I mean we live in the south, so all oh. the chews spit cups. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if I told hey, you, Pete, but trust me, hero. You, you can find spit cups up in uh, Illinois. I'm sure. Uh, oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. maybe more down here. Doug, I'm gonna let you in a little secret because I know you're from here and <laughs> that I'm from somewhere else. There are rednecks everywhere. I guarantee yeah. you, there are. You know how you know that? Because you're sitting next to one That's from right. Illinois. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yep. So. That's uh, that's nose across the board, and I think that's uh, well worth no. That's a solid no. That's a that's, that's a hard no. That's, that's a hard, hard no. Solid no, and as uh, these guys would say, let us know what you think and what you would do. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you if you would say yes to that, we need to talk about yeah. uh, some stuff. Yeah, because <laughs> as somebody who worked in like in a back back a house in a in a bar ooh. restaurant, oof, I, oof. I no, <laughs> I can't do that. But uh, yeah, follow us, like us, subscribe, tell your friends. Tell your enemies. I don't care if you if you if you hate them enough. Really tell them about us. You know, yep. they, <laughs> they they might hate us even more. Yep. But uh, yeah, just uh, reach out to us. Let us know what you're doing. If you're free uh, on today, since this drops on Friday, come up to the shop and yep. looking forward to see everybody up here. We're going to be here. I'll be working. Yeah. I mean, you only get me. You only get Aaron, the the star of Weston, working on a Friday whenever I, there's an event. I would say so. y'all come out. We're gonna. You'll see all of us here. Humility. Best. Y'all trait. come out. Will's going to be here. Ask him how his golf game is. <laughs> and uh, we'll have a great time. Yeah. So mental note: we need to warn Will that he is in this podcast. <laughs> we might need to give Will a rebuttal time, although I don't know what the hell he would say. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Did nope. He, did he did it on purpose? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe he just doesn't like you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we'll uh, see y'all next week. Be the good. Adios. Later.